Welcome to How We Grow, an essential playbook to grow and scale your vacation rental business with advice and insights from the best in the biz with your host, Linnell Gordon. Welcome to How We Grow, the vacation rental show. I'm Linnell Gordon, and I have an amazing, amazing guest today. I know I say that, but guys, these people, you just can't find this type of unique background. Megan Moylan is our guest and she has a very unique background. Right now, she's the executive director at Outpost, which is a vacation rental property management company out of Jackson Hole, Wyoming. She's been in the business for eight years. She has also worked at 360 Blue, which is a luxury vacation rental company on Florida's Emerald Coast, very competitive area. She's also worked as a product manager at Key Data Dashboard. She worked as a revenue coordinator before that for another property management company. She is very experienced in the areas that we're going to talk about. So guys, if you want to know why KPIs are important and how and what that stands for and things that you can do to make more money, you've got the right podcast. Megan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm thrilled. I got to tell you, I love your background. And what I want to talk about is even when we have mom and pops, or if we have a mega company that has lots of branches and that type of thing, no matter what company you are, if it's not measured, you can't manage it. And so tell me why it's important and what KPIs stand for and why is it important that we even think about them in property management? Mm -hmm. I think that in this business, you're going 100 miles per hour all the time, whether you're in the busy season or whether you're in the off season preparing for the busy season. And one thing to your point that's so important, no matter how big or how small you are, is measuring your key performance indicators. So that is what KPI stand for. When I started as a reservationist in 2015, really the emphasis was on the level of service. People weren't booking on their cell phones and not talking to reservationists at this point in time, right? Like now we're so focused on not picking up the phone. Everything is from a tablet or a cell phone. And so back in 2015, everything was really focused on those guest touch points, which I think is so important. But over time, we've really, really morphed into the importance of revenue management, which I have a big background in and am so passionate about. And we talk about revenue management all day long, but I do think that you are always talking about revenue management in the industry, right? Every conference you go to, every podcast you listen to, every post on LinkedIn, so, so important. But it is just as important to be measuring your success in the areas of maintenance and the areas of guest services in your housekeeping. And so a couple of those KPIs, and I can give some examples when I'm looking across the business, how we're performing. Of course, I'm looking at our revenue KPIs. We talk a lot about ADR and occupancy and pacing our performance this year versus last year. What our occupancy looks like for those really, really peak seasons and RevPAR, which has become really popular in the industry to chat about as well. But I'm also looking across our operational department. So on the maintenance side, how many work orders have we gotten? And for what properties are those work orders? Is it recurring issues? How long has it taken us to resolve those issues that have come in? How many phone calls are we getting this month versus the same time period last month? How long is that taking us to resolve guest issues overall, not just on the maintenance side, but on any other part on the housekeeping side? Are all of our cleans being done by 3 p.m.? What percentage of those cleans are resulting in a callback or a refund to the guest? I talked a lot about many KPIs, but I do think that kind of sitting down, going through every facet of your business and what is most important, that's how you find your KPIs. So if we don't know it's broken, how can we fix it? Exactly. 
And the thing about it is we're full blast on our turn days. And if we're a company down in Florida and we have turn days every day, we're just full blast, period. So taking the time to create some of these measures, and you don't have to do all of them, right? Right. Absolutely not. Pick one from every department or part of your business that speaks to you based on all the ones that I just listed and meet with the key people on your team every single week. Carve out one hour and talk about them. So if you had every one of your team members, your team members, guys that are managers of these areas, come up with a KPI for it, you don't even have to do it. They know what's important in their own area. And if they came up with that, and if you have any question on how you can track some of this, you're welcome to reach out to me. Megan, are they able to reach out to you as well? Absolutely. And it depends on what system you're using too. You know, everything's different and some things are harder to report on than others, but your team members want to be a part of these conversations. That's what I've found in my experience. It empowers them to hold their team members accountable and they have more responsibility of their own department. And I think that that's something really special too. So we're going to lead into something from this, but I just want to say, guys, if you allow your team members, if you empower them to have a KPI, here's our goal for the year for this particular data point. We're talking data points, guys. We're talking about revenue. So those are data points that you want them to create that will allow you to physically measure this on paper so you can know exactly how you're doing. Now, you said something very interesting. You said emphasis on your team. You are very focused on growth that is based on building your team. And you're passionate about that. Tell me why. Oh gosh. I started when I started working for 360 Blue and the owners at the time and always put so much emphasis on building this incredible culture. And I have taken that with me now. And the whole reason that I came to Outpost is because they had the exact same emphasis on culture and the team and empowering. I think that as a business owner or as someone that runs a business, it is so easy to hold everything close to your vest. The more that I do, the more I have control over it. I talk to every single owner. If I do all the business development, if I manage all the rates and revenue, then my business will be successful. It'll run just like I want it to. It is not sustainable or realistic to assume that you can grow to the lengths that you want to with the mindset, no matter how big or small you are. There has to be a level of delegation. And your team members, I know when I started at 360, the most important thing to me was that I had opportunities for growth. I wanted to learn as much as I possibly can. I wanted to have ownership over what I was doing. And I wanted the opportunity to be a part of conversations and have a seat at the table. And I've taken that mentality with me. And I've met almost every other person on the team that has the exact same wants. And they want to be involved in these day-to-day decisions, whether it is a reservationist that has the empowerment to approve a discount over the phone for a guest whether it is a maintenance technician that can say yes to a guest that wants a faucet replaced in their home, right? There are things that you can do within the constraints of what you're comfortable with to empower your team to make daily decisions. That takes some pressure off of you as someone running a business and allows you to really focus on moving your company forward and deciding what your path is going to be and really staying at the strategic level. And I think that's pretty scary when you are trying to approach this growth mindset, right? And you think about what's next for me and do I need to have this one key person on my team that I really trust that I put everything on? I think it's a mixture of both. I think that you find people that you trust, but I also think that empowerment can happen at any level in your company. This episode of How We Grow is sponsored by LSI Tools. With 22 customized tools designed for vacation property managers, 
LSI Tools is here to supplement your vacation rental software. Our new LSI Rental Insights tool is perfect for easily searching through vast portfolios of guest information to change the way you do business. Visit us online at lsitools.com to learn more. So as we put our emphasis on growth through building a really great team, let's talk a little bit about post-COVID. Do we have to reduce our workforce? I think it depends, right, on your business, the size of your business, what your needs are. I will not lie and say that there hasn't been some anxiety around this post-COVID era that we have entered, right? In 2019, businesses were running as normal. And then 2020 happened and we all were sitting in the seats of, do we reduce our workforce? What does this mean for me? Am I going to get laid off? Am I going to have to lay my team members off? How is this industry going to come out of COVID? And then it hit. And we have not taken a breath since, or we have started to take some breaths, which is a little scary. But I think that we were in hiring mode. We were in hiring mode. We were in raise rates. Don't even touch the toggle that lowers pricing. Only raise them. We have unconstrained demand. We need more people on our team than ever. And now we are coming out of that. And it's very real and it's impacting everybody. And we are facing this conversation with our team members who are very used to new hires who are very used to bonuses and anything that we can do to keep morale as high as possible during times of just insanity from the busyness side, right? Like we just absolutely couldn't stop the phone from ringing. We couldn't stop the guests from checking in from the units from turning. And so it's like we were seeing new faces every single day and that stopped over time. And I think that the team rightfully so feels confused. Hey, we do feel still busier than ever, but we're not hiring as many people. What does this mean for the company? Do we still have this massive opportunity for growth? And to be honest with you, it's such an exciting time because you do. Of course, you can grow now more than ever. And honestly, I think you can have more strategic growth now more than ever because there wasn't a whole lot of strategy happening in COVID, right? It was like, let's all make it out of Hold on to your seat. Here we go. Yeah. And now we can really sit down with our team members and talk through the past three years and where we want to move forward. And there's a lot of emphasis that I encourage everybody to put on their budgeting and financials at this point in time to make sure that the workforce that you have, that you can sustain this period of lower demand and lower occupancy with your entire team. And if you can't, then you do have to make some difficult decisions. Talk a little bit more about that. What's the easiest way do you think to measure that? I think understanding your HR growth on your PL, if you look at this year versus last year, if you're seeing very significant growth versus your income, the first thing that you can look at is is my income staying flat? Is my income declining? And are my HR costs going up by 25% year over year like they were doing during COVID? I think that there is an understanding that we're always going to have to have increasing HR costs. It's how much are we willing to either hire and grow the team or provide additional benefits, which I personally think are always, always, always welcomed by any team members. But there are times when your company just simply cannot afford it and you need to hold on for a second. And measuring your HR costs and your income will help lead you in the right direction. First and foremost, get somebody great on your accounting team that can manage your P&L and provide you those insights. Meet with them. One thing that we do across all of our business lines at the Outpost Group is we meet with all of our business leaders once a month and we go through those costs and we talk about, okay, right now we have... 50 full-time housekeepers. We're about to go into a time period where it's very slow for the next three months. 
do we need to shift some of that income to focus really on our operational teams rather than our housekeeping teams for the time being? We're going to need them all again in three months. How do we want to work on this from a strategic standpoint that also continues to make our team feel supported? I want our department heads to feel supported and feel like they're staffed at all times. So let's be transparent with them. Yeah, especially if they're creating the KPI for the department. I want to ask you about your favorite guest story or favorite owner story. I always ask, and we just have the most interesting stories in the industry because of what we do. Tell me your favorite. Oh gosh. Okay. So this is a hard question. And I would imagine everybody says that. And it's really funny because one thing that I do always talk to the team about is you kind of forget that you're actually servicing guests who are saving up to go on vacation for years or months. And that this is so special to them, right? Like we see them as a reservation number, as a dollar amount. And I love talking about guests as actual people. So thank you for asking this question. So I would go back to the days on the beach and we partnered with a company called Sandcastle Kids that would take guests who or children who were facing terminal illness and bringing them to the beach for a vacation. There is not one that sticks out because they're all so special, to be honest with you. And I just remember we held this professional development day in December, maybe four years ago. And Sandcastle Kids came in and they gave a presentation to our 125 employees. And they talked through the guests that had come in and stayed with us that year and what their mission was and the illnesses that these children were facing and how much it meant to them to take this vacation. And they shared pictures and Linnell, I am not kidding you. There was not a single dry eye in the entire room. I'm certain. I'm tearing up thinking about it. That is remarkable. It was the most incredible experience. Every single person on our team was in the discussion, right? They got to see this presentation, which I think means so much. Like I said, there are not many times where I get to speak to guests at all, unless they're really angry. (laughs) Yeah. And so understanding and knowing that you are truly making a difference and that all the hard work and this job that is not very glamorous that you put in means that much is just so meaningful. So that's my favorite guest story. Not a single guest, but a group of guests. My favorite owner story. So this is really recent and it's not super remarkable, but I think a lot of times our relationships with owners are very much give, right? We're giving, we're giving, we're giving. We are answering questions. We're needed. We are defending ourselves in many situations. (laughs) True. We're explaining why we've made a certain decision that an owner maybe disagrees with. And the owner of my company and I, one of our homeowners on a drive to all of our businesses in Jackson Hole. He was really, really interested. He lives in Chicago, but has a couple of properties in Jackson and stays there for a significant portion of time during the off season. And so he called my boss up and said, look, I want to see all of your operations. Like, Give me a tour. I'd really love to just understand your business as a whole. And we took him on a drive all day. And I'm telling you, it is like I had a business coach for the day in the best way. Like He asked me so many questions. He gave me so much insight. He himself has been an executive at a large company for the past 30 years and has so much experience. And getting to sit in the car with somebody who can share those insights priceless. I'm always on the hunt for like my next mentor or the next person that's going to teach me everything they know. That is this mentality that I have. And I swear I wrote him an email afterward. It was like, listen, you probably thought that you were just harping on. It was so meaningful to me that you were willing to sit down and share your experience running a business with me who 
I feel like I'm reading every book there possibly is about leadership every single day. And I loved it. I really did. I sat on it for multiple days afterward and just thought about how special it was to me. So I think that's my favorite owner story. That's a good owner story. I got to tell you, that's a first. I haven't heard that owner story. If you were going to give someone advice on growing their company, what would be the single most important part of advice that you would give them, Megan? I think it's emphasis on your team, 100%. I think it is leading with transparency. And that's how you get buy-in. Talk to your team about your company and about your goals and have this strategic vision. Take the time to sit down and figure out where you want to go from here and utilize your team members to get there by communicating with them what those goals are. You will get buy-in from them. They will want to stick around and do everything they can to help you get there. The previous owner of 360, Jeremy Sprinkle, used to always talk about employees as raving fans. And it stuck with me for eight years and will probably forever. He said, if you create raving fans in your company through your employees, then they will treat your owners incredibly. They will treat your guests incredibly. They will work as hard as they possibly can to ensure that your business is successful because they are fans of you because you take care of them. And I think it's resonated with me so much. And I think that mindset can open up every single door for you. Well, that's beautiful. And I really appreciate you coming and sharing your heart and especially how you're very passionate about teams and the type of teams. And I know there's a lot into culture that you think is important that we didn't get to, but I encourage you guys, if you want to know about building teams, give Megan a call. She has very good insight on putting teams together and what you're looking for and how to create a culture that attracts the right team members. Megan, how can they get in touch with you if they want to reach out to you? You can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. I love when I get LinkedIn messages from other people in the industry and setting up time to connect is always really, really exciting to me. I think that that's another great insight for wanting to grow your business. Find people in the industry that either have already grown their business and you aspire to be. But you can always reach out to me on LinkedIn and you can email me as well. My email is megan at outpostjh.com. Awesome. And Megan is spelled M-E-A. G-H-A-N. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) So definitely reach out to Megan. And Megan, thanks again. Thanks for sharing your heart with us and taking the time. I'm grateful for it. And I know that there's a lot of pieces in here that if people really want to listen, especially about the KPIs portion, you really nailed that and you have a great idea on that. So guys, please utilize the people that are on this show that come just to help whoever is listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Megan. Thank you so much. This episode of How We Grow was brought to you by LSI Tools. To find out more about how LSI Tools can help to grow your vacation rental business, visit lsitools.com. Make sure to watch for How We Grow in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts or anywhere else podcasts are found and hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. On behalf of the team here at Inhabit, thanks for listening.